Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Bleeding on the Page podcast. The story we are about to listen to is Bigger Than Fish, with live readings from Emma Hope O'Hara and Ollie McCauley, and live sound mixing done by Jordan Peters. Written by Samuel Jones and Max Bardsley. Enjoy. It's a still, dark night on Pottington Lake. The owls murmur amongst themselves like ruffled-up politicians. This night feels most peculiar, they would say to each other, if they could speak, but they can't. Which is a shame for our protagonist, Curtis Mooner, who is alone in his fishing boat. Usually Curtis wouldn't be found outdoors, let alone fishing. Most of the time, Curtis would be found in his room, working tirelessly over his next video game project. Either that or playing games he had not designed, but wished he had. As he stared at the calm, gentle ripples which lapped at the side of his boat, he fantasised about energy-sorting elites in Halo 3 multiplayer. This was where Curtis felt most comfortable. But in the eerie darkness of the lake, safety was something hard to feel. In order to calm his nerves and avoid the incoming panic attack, he began to sing to himself. Sitting on the lake If I caught a fish, then I could make a meal for me and it'll be good and there will be things for me to do when I'm off this lake playing Halo 3 really good times for, for, for me the singing had eased Curtis's concerns and he finally took in the potential beauty that surrounded him this is shit I've been here for seven whole effing hours and not even a tiny nibble What's a guy got to do to get a fish interested round here? Mum will be so disappointed if I don't bring back a fish for us to eat. Oh, fish. Fishy, fishy, fish, fish. Oh, fish. i got a lot of problems. I carry around a lot of guilt with me. And that's why I'm stuck in this boat, because I can't stand to look my mother in the eyes after what I've done. She doesn't know, of course. No one knows. It's my deepest and darkest secret. But I'll tell you, fish, because you're the only effing friends I've got in the whole of effing Pottington. My secret is, I can't stop stealing sponges. What the flipping F is that? What Curtis is staring at is the Sultan Expressway Single Man Saucer, the galaxy's number one rated abduction utility vehicle. The creature operating the ship is a native of Kakamundi named Chimp Flam. She is an ambassador for the 14 galaxies of the cosmos and a passionate advocate for mental health awareness. She is known for such best-selling novels as Your Life, A Meaningful Blip and Coming to Terms with Depression in a Universe That's Infinitely Big. 
Not only that, but she's also the personal assistant to Zip Zamuel, the actual creator of the cosmos, the stars, and all life that we know of. He is locally known on Earth as God. Chimp Flam has travelled across the galaxy on a mission of great religious importance. Good afternoon, little lady! Do not wave your arm flaps in panic, for there is nothing to fear! I have not come here to gnaw my teeth and brandish my weapons. I have come with sunny, smiley delight. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! You have been chosen from every name that belongs on this planet. You are most strong, most intelligent, whose heart is filled with nothing but pure love. Oh, flip off! I can't catch a fish, let alone catch a break. Oh, Claire. Oh, clockwork clogged up Claire. Oh, what giggles we have. <laughs> Climb on board, you bitch. No, I don't want to. Hold on tight. What the F am I meant to effing hold on to, you alien scummer? Hello and welcome to the first episode of Bleeding on the Page. I'm Samuel Jones and with me as always is Max Bardsley. Hello, it's nice to be here doing my, the podcast that we did. Thank this you. This is the podcast that we yeah, have done. We're here, yeah, we're here together, we're doing it. It's actually happening. Oh my God. A lot of, a lot of uh, work, but... Uh, we have just written uh, a script that we're going to slowly drip feed you guys. Uh, drip feed you on. like a nice, uh, nice drip feed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, performing that, uh, the 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 script we've written is uh, Ollie McGauley. Hello. And Hammer. Emma Hopahara. But or we Emma actually, we, we do call her Hammer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Emma, you... Hammer with the Hummer. You know, she's got that as a you've car. You've just played a, an alien called Chimp Flam. Um, what, what's sort of your process going into a role like Chimp Flam? Oh, goodness, now you're asking. Uh, just to m- maintain poised at all moments, really. That's true. She is very poised. <laughs> right now, she is poising. She's covered in... Very ready to attack. Poised. Any old uh, read-through of a script. We also have with us uh, our amazing long-term collaborator, Finch, who has mixed uh, some feelings. sound effects. <laughs> and feeling. He's got mixed feelings. about his whole thing. <laughs> he's got sound effects that he's DJing away as we're performing it live. So oh. that we have and things then to react to. Also performing Curtis Moona, we have uh, another friend of ours and huge talent, Ollie <laughs> McCauley. How, how are you getting on, Ollie? How are you feeling the character of Curtis Moona so far? Uh, I'm enjoying the character of Curtis Moona. I think Curtis says a lot of the things that I wish I could say out loud. <laughs> um, definitely very tense. Because Cur- yeah. Curtis Moona is actually entirely based off of you. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Completely you've, you've, you've been reading from my diary again. Yeah, this, these are all <laughs> verbatim things that Ollie has said. It's, it's worth noting as well, this is a script that, you know, the challenge for me and Sam with this script approaching this is that we like have written it in a week. We've yeah. done little edits to it, but it's pretty much in its solid state from the from the process that we did in the, in the week that we took to write it. This so. is our sort of view of the podcast each week or month or whenever however, however we're going to do, do this you know we're free we're gonna, form you yeah. know we're holistic we're going to do a different genre we're going to attack a different type of uh, storytelling and this this, this one time is, is uh, science sci- fiction. sci-fi the big boy if you didn't know this <laughs> well I, I, w- I consider this reality so I don't consider <laughs> this science <laughs> science fiction I see these fiction. characters as very real people si- actually science fiction in brackets you know because <laughs> yeah. you know 
It's it's true. There's a lot of truth in this as well. It's really about people, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about people, people man. About what them. they do, what they don't do, what they what they want to do, what they want, might want to eat what later, what they haven't done yet, what they're thinking about doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about where they go and why they why they choose to go there and why they don't go some places <laughs> but go to others. <laughs> um, but yeah, our writing process generally is to just bask in references yeah. so we, we basically just spent the whole week writing this while also watching yeah. a lot of science fiction we're not we're not those guys who go off and research things like we're not like oh yeah we need to find out about actual alien abductions and shit we we just watched like a whole ton of movies yeah. together yeah pretty much <laughs> a lot of doctor who as well a lot of doctor who yeah, yeah. A, lot yeah. Of... <laughs> a lot of doctor who a lot of spielberg <laughs> a lot of spielberg steven spielberg <laughs> 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 um, and uh, a little so, bit of uh, the Alien franchise. Yeah, so can't a little go wrong bit. With that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, going into this, we've just had our first our first act, which is Curtis Moon has been abducted by a strange alien. If you couldn't tell, I think we should go. go Let's back get into back into it. into it. Yeah, this is the next part of the story. Are we good to go? Mm. <laughs> the interior of the Sultan Expressway is not what you would expect. The Kakamundi people make their ships by enslaving giant space junters, the only factually kind species in the cosmos. They convert their hearts into engines and mutate their skin through rigorous torture until it gives up on its original shape and just does whatever it's told to do. The junter remains mostly conscious and acts as the most accommodating onboard computer of its time. The only drawback of the Sultan Expressway is its smell, which was reminiscent of weak old pork rinds one finds on the floor at the back of filthy pubs. This particular ship, that just teleported Curtis aboard, looked like the inside of one of Mick Jagger's lungs. The fleshy moving walls vibrate rhythmically, and staring at Curtis in the dim light was a short grey extraterrestrial with big black oval eyes. Chimp flam. <sighs> Is that effing Paul? No, I am Chimp Flam. Thank you for entering my boat. At this point, a boost of adrenaline triggers a fight or flight instinct in Curtis. He pulls out his fishing knife. Listen here, you peeping Tom, son of a bitch. I'm gonna gut you like a trout. You silly human bitch. <gasps> Your serrated blade has no effect on my crab-like insides. They absorb and convert pain to kissy feelings. Oh, oh. oh, oh you have almost set off my pleasure alarms under my skin. Oh, you truly are Earth's most potent destructor. It makes total and utter sense why you are the chosen one. I am absolutely not gobsmacked at all. Chosen? Chosen for what? All will be revealed. And more? If you come with me and dine with me and partake in sitting with me and eating the fine meal I have prepared for you, which we will put in our mouths and discuss the future of your planet over, a fine meal, ship... <coughs> What looks like a huge boil begins to grow out of the floor of the spaceship. It grows into the shape of a large dining table, accompanied by a set of fleshy chairs. Please, sit your buns down on the chur... 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 sitting stool. Ew! This feels like I'm sitting on pus. Oh, your punch lines fill me with moist appeasement. Ugh. Now, 
Let's commence the chewing. I have chosen ten earth mills for your taste buds. These are super tasty time just for you. The ten I have wrangled together are a block of cheese, two tubular bells, which are made of cheddar, more cheese, a singular lettuce leaf, a piece of pie, cherries, two bananas, a string which has attached to it six singular olives, 43 pieces of nut, hazelnut, more nut, and, uh, and, and slightly more nut. I don't want your naff food. I want to know why the F I'm here. Okay, I will speak straight to the point. Since the beginning, the being known as Zigzamuel has gone about the cosmos creating the living life. Earth is one of the planets which is under the tutelage of him. You may not believe he exists, or you may. Zigzamuel, however, rarely pays much of a credence to the thousands of planets he shot out, except for one time, in a billion of your precious years, wherefrom Zigzamuel a seed is gifted. This is where my part comes into it, to choose the receptor of this biological acorn to bring forth a planetary enlightenment out of all of the mammals, dead or alive. I have picked you. Hmm. The person who created my planet has chosen me? For what? What does he want me to do? You are the housing unit for the child of Zigzamuel. You must protect, teach and incubate it. We must put the creator's seed within you. You're not putting anyone's seed in me. Oh. I have clearly mistaken my steps. You do not understand the impact this child will have on your globe. It will be the most significant human to grace the planet. Your baby brat will lead the milky-eyed humans into cosmic enlightenment. You would be known throughout all of time and space as the big Cahoncho birth giver who raised Earth's mighty messiah. You'd travel the galaxy and be adulated as a holy being and people would flagellate themselves to the thought of your stern words. I suppose the primitive humans will continue to squabble and fight amongst themselves in the mud and pig shit never ascending, never reaching technological advancement, and never finding their place among the stars. All because I am bad at convincing you to do this. Perhaps another chosen one can be found, but you have left them with big feet to fill. Well, hold on one gosh darn second. So what you're basically telling me is that if I do this, I would be a rich and famous flipping space pop star? And all I need to do is let God F me. No intercourse is necessary. Zigzamuel's tadpoles are already on the ship. It will be implanted into your new birthing ducts and the offspring will grow inside you. You will teach the child, teach it your human ways and snag it when it is sad. Are you sure you are ready to be a parent? I know the effing risks, chimp flam. Put this baby inside me. Consent registered. Insemination ritual commencing. The fleshy sack Curtis is sitting on starts to vibrate and expand rather violently, as if there was something under it bursting to get out. 
As so it soon reaches breaking point and the boil pops from under Curtis. A thick yellow goo squirts out and begins to engulf Curtis. Curtis screams in fear, but is unable to do so for long as the goo fills his mouth, lungs, nostrils, eyeballs. His body is pumped full of repugnant, stinky goo. Soon, there's nothing to differentiate Curtis from the goo that surrounded him. Where did Curtis start and the goo begin? He felt himself coming apart on a cellular level. He watched as his bile-filled entrails floated past what he was assuming was his face. But before he had time to comprehend the current location of his face, darkness. Daddy? Who's there? Daddy, why did you hide all the corn from me? It's so dark here. I can't see your face. Where are you? Can't you see my huge, giant green head that no one could ever love? And my small, feeble, baby-like body covered in ladybug shell? And my strange, ominous, glowing earlobes? Oh, I thought they were little lights. You don't love me, do you, Daddy? That's why you call me Master Chief. That's why I have that dumb, stupid name. All the kids in school bully me because I'm a big piece of gross space junk and it's your fault, Daddy. All you do is sit and fish, never playing any heedance or credence to little Master Chief. Oh, I I'm so sorry, son. I promise I can... I can change. I can change. Do you love me, Daddy? Yes, I love you and I always will. Will you give me corn, Daddy? I'm starving. There's no corn left, Master Chief. Yes, there is. In your stomach. Give me your corn, Daddy. Curtis pulls out his fishing knife and slices his stomach open. Inside his stomach is undigested, bloodied corn. Master Chief grabs handful of corn and shoves it into his mouth. Oh, Daddy, this is so nourishing. Thank you. Don't eat too much, Master Chief. No, stop it. The corn is bad for you. You're melting. Can't you see you're melting? Don't go, son. Don't go. You and I both know that we'll see each other again very soon. No. Curtis weeps over the puddle in a performance worthy of an Academy Award. No. <laughs> When Curtis opens his eyes, he is back at the table with Chimpflam. Your lukewarm surgery has reached its logical conclusion. Congratulations, baby mama. The godly fetus will be pushed out of you in ten minutes. Is there any last request you make before the birthing commences? Ten, ten minutes? I thought I'd have nine flipping months. Take me home, Chimpflam. Take me there and step on it. And that is the end of part two. We're splitting these up like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, this is this is sort of Black Mirror. This is us doing Black Mirror. You yeah, know? this is basically in a lot of ways we sort of are Black Mirror. In many ways, we were Black Mirror before it was even on on that. Yeah, we were doing it before but it was done. How do you guys find that? You yeah, know, how, how are you feeling through? as performers? Have you had a little glass of water? It's yeah. very emotionally yes. demanding, particularly yes, for you, Alice. You both yeah, smashed I that. Shed yeah, a that was great. Tear for you. Lots of arcs, lots of uh, yeah. deep emotions that I can connect no, to. No, definitely. So it's a great Absolutely. character for me to get my teeth into. Yeah. Lots of really. rich guttural sounds yeah. emanating you know, you, from so your being. Ollie, they talk about method acting, and obviously, <laughs> like, 
um, what I wanted to ask you is obviously you know how yeah. people put placeholders in the because mm-hmm. you don't have a kid yourself but oh, no. I really believed that yeah. when you were performing it was there anything that you were imagining when uh, you were you know who were you imagining what was the person that really brought out that emotion for you this is, this is um, you put me a bit on the spot here Max, <laughs> but I was, actually, I was actually thinking about you <laughs> <laughs> thinking, what, what would it be like if I if I to sacrifice myself mm. for, for, for you yeah. and then for that to end up yeah. being causing yeah. your demise yeah it, it, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, it stopped. It stopped being performance. It started. I was just. I was it just was real. Being. You were just no, it, it was real. We got yeah. the idea for that dream sequence uh, while watching the movie Junior. With <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Thought, you know, let's add to the palette of films. Let's not just watch classic. You know, yeah, Spielberg, let, let, Twilight Let's watch Zone. male pregnancy let's movies. Let's watch male pregnancy mm. movies. And out of the long list of male pregnancy movies, Junior was the one because it's, it's directed, directed by, by Ivan Reitman. You know, that's Ghostbusters guy, right? Ghostbusters evolution. Evolution. So, have you guys ever seen Evolution? Yeah. It's like it's like it was. Written by AI, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it just ends with a head and shoulders advert. <laughs> yeah, like that's in the movie canonically. Yeah. Um, but the, the scene with the junior thing where it, they put Arnold Schwarzenegger's face on a baby. Oh my god! And then the, the baby that Arnold Schwarzenegger is holding a baby with his own face on it, and then it looks at him and goes, "Mama." <laughs> And that's Arnold performing that. And then I, I, I can't remember who looked at who and who said what, but one of us looked at each other and went, we should have a dream sequence. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that is how that happened. That is exactly but how it In terms of male pregnancy, dream sequences in fiction. Pretty though. I mean, they were already surreal. Yeah. So we just, we, we had to be in that place. Um, I think in some ways it's actually fair to say that this is probably the best male pregnancy <laughs> dream sequence ever written. Ever, ri- ever, ever written, written right? Will ever be so written. I, I think, you, know, you might I think, think the corn you... thing is stupid, but actually it's about nurturing. It's, it's about, about being a good parent. I got that as a woman. And ultimately, at its core, it's also <laughs> just about <laughs> people. It's about <laughs> yeah, you know, do you decide to have children? Why do you decide? Why don't you decide? Do you give them corn? You know, it's hard to digest. And why do you not give them corn if you don't? Why do people want kids? And why Why don't they want kids? (laughs) And where's the step in between... You know, no, wanting kids, not want. Is it adoption? Is it not corn? adoption? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't got the answers so to these where questions. Where do we get male pregnancy from? Why, why uh, is male pregnancy the, in here? Uh, I had a. I had this was a happened to me in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> this happened to me this, in real life. Well, <laughs> it, it was. It was the. It, it was a dream where. I was taken by aliens, but it was much more grotesque because they were like tearing bits of my body apart and then shoving a Which baby inside me. was the first idea we had yeah. in, because it, in writing this Initially, script. it took shape as like, we wanted it to be like, oh, at least in my head, it was going to be a, a slightly different thing. It was going to be like an Area 51 thing set around like the alien town surrounding there. And it would be like a, a quirky ensemble group of people who yeah. were like, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's a bit more like adventure based. Um, but with this then suddenly like the spiritual angle came out and I I like that it's I think that's like yeah way we sort weirder. of made it a bit more religious yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I really like it's yeah. from watching science fiction films like um, Close Cov- Encounters of the Third uh, and Kind and Covenant as well yeah. which is like really like they, they tend to alien bring Covenant. a lot of religion into their films yeah um, so we're going to take it, we're going to go into the next bit which doesn't feature Chimp Flam uh, we've got a new mm. character yeah. uh, which Emma was going to be playing mm-hmm. um Basically, I won't I won't give away too much, but I will say part of the list of things we watched as part of this writing process is also Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. We, we did, <laughs> yeah. So and I was I was reading that and I was like, oh, I'm not going to say that on the podcast because mm. it's kind of irrelevant. But, but it is actually, sick. this scene is you know 
got a little bit kitchen sinky, you know. It is kitchen sinky. <laughs> it's definitely got and that like definitely, it's definitely got that energy to it. Yeah. yeah, now that you mention it's it. There's definitely an Irish a, woman on Kitchen, on kitchen Nightmares. There's well. tons of Irish yeah. people on <laughs> Kitchen Nightmares. So uh, yeah, let's go straight into the next part, part three. <clears throat> Curtis had arrived exactly where he had requested, right in front of his house in Pottington. His mother, a stern, distant Irish woman in her early 60s, was in front of the house, in the garden, tending to the pots. Mum! What is it, Curtis? There's something I need to tell you. I can't hold it in anymore. The guilt is so overwhelmingly strong, I feel like I'm ready to burst. And now I know there's no way to live. And so, Mum, I, I have a confession to make. I can't stop stealing sponges. <laughs> Well, Curtis, I am very disappointed in you. The fact that you can't stop stealing sponges, it's truly obscene. However, as your mother, I will always be fond of you. I will always have to deal with your little stories all the while until I pop off this world. Then your father will be stuck with you. Unless he passes too, and then, then I won't be here. So did you bring me that flippin' fish, Kurt? Mum, this is bigger than fish. This is goodbye. I'm leaving. I've lived in Pottington Village my whole life, Mum. Every single day of my 32 years has been spent in this tiny, insignificant village. No one even knows we exist, Mum. If I don't leave this place, I'll grow old and die alone like everyone else here. I know I spent a lot of my time on Earth as a goofy goober, but I'm going to change all that. The universe is a huge tapestry, Mum, and I have a chance to be a thread in it. I'm leaving now, forever, due to the fact that I'm pregnant with Space Jesus. Oh, Kurt, I think you should come inside. Your father will be so disappointed. No, Mum, this is real! Get inside! Hello, son. You promised this would stop six months ago. You promised the whole family and Dr. McCoy that you could differentiate between what is real and what is fantasy. I can't believe you're doing this to me again. And your poor father. He's been on a razor's edge ever since your last breakdown. What's on telly? Mum, this is it. The big step. I have spoken to Chimpflam, and they have opened me up in more ways than one. I have purpose now. I know this isn't a breakdown, okay? It's a real part of our world. I have felt it, and walked on it, and fallen in love with it. I have gotten to a place in which I feel as if it is time to stop acting like my shoe size, and start acting my age. I now know that. You haven't been taking your meds. Stop layering these venomous lies upon one another and start taking responsibility for yourself. It's starting. Ooh. Curtis's stomach began to swell like a flesh balloon. His belly button changed from an innie to an outie. All his muscles started to tense and release, which turned all of Curtis a disturbingly dark red hue. The strong scent of soured cream filled the room as Curtis's pores released excess gas. Oh, flip! 
See, Mum? I told you this wasn't some crackpot breakdown. It's real! It's real! Holy moly, Mary, Mary, Father Joseph, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. This is fucked. Mum! Mum, I'm scared. I'm so scared. I don't have much time left here, but before I go, I need to ask you something. Mum, you're the best parent I know in the whole world. Sorry, Dad. I am giving birth. I have to be more than what I am. I need to ask you, what's your number one, what's your number one advice for being a parent? Uh, well, uh, my number one advice to, to you uh, as a parent would be probably uh, never leave a milk out of a fridge. It'll curdle within the hour and it's not good to feed your child that. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Mum. I'll, I'll never forget that. It's time for me to, to go now. Uh, I love you, Mum. I know. And that is that's the end of uh, part three. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Hello, hello. That was hello. a fun little scene. I enjoyed that very much. Well in, done, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in case any listeners haven't realised as well, <clears throat> me and Sam put put in li- right little bits for the actors to improvise. Yeah. Uh, just because... So the ten meals. The ten meals, yeah. <laughs> the song. The secret. The, yeah. His deepest, darkest secret. Just, just to give us something to keep us entertained. Because, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> otherwise we'd be dead bored because <laughs> we just no it's like just our, fun to challenge our actors, actors don't have enough yeah really, there's not the enough script. that they need to do there's not enough they need to prepare already let's actually like give them more stuff yeah, let's to give do. them more things to uh <laughs> we're good we love our actors absolutely um but this is going to be the last time you hear us talking non-script because this is except for the about. except for an outro are we going to do an outro? Oh, okay. Well, this won't be the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that. I thought this we were is... just going to end when it ends. No, we'll make this the penultimate time. All oh, right, okay then. Well, um, mm-hmm. what I wanted to get in into, into with this was um, this aspect of science fiction meeting the everyday life. We've got that in mm. both the opening scene, Curtis mm. is fishing, mm. and then out of the normal enters interaction with the mum and the son. Mm. And, you know, yeah, everyday life. Yeah, definitely. Interrupts science fiction. You know, we see that quite a lot in the first few episodes of like Doctor Who. Mm. Uh, that kind of juxtaposition is always quite interesting to play with. I think. Yeah, well, it's the idea. It's like when you come in, when the the suburban comes into contact with the alien, the existential, the universal. It always is just because this scene was probably one of the easier ones for us to write at the time. It I flowed so, out really yeah. easily. The mum character found the angle. was very clear within us. Yeah. yeah, and so, and I think that's just because like you you know lo- all like writing is always just building around those moments of conflict anyway uh, right yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so it's one of um, your favorite scenes to perform yeah because that's the first yeah, scene you guys got really right as well yeah. i think it's yeah it's the, the relationship reminds yeah. I, I think it reminds everyone of their relationship with their parents right <laughs> uh, <laughs> no it doesn't remind me of my parents jeez the, the relationship Curtis has with <laughs> his right, dad is boy. very similar to the relationship I have with my dad because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your dad is a tape recorder yeah, he is. <laughs> ah, he is. with little one liners but instead of saying just like what's on telly it's just like oh I love you son and you like listen yeah, to yeah no that's nice yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's good with me, yeah. <laughs> Dad on dad on tap. Dad dad dad. dad, dad. dad. I might actually get my dad to give me one of those. I'm feeling very homesick at the moment. I've got a bit of problems with this guy I'm seeing. (laughs) 
Don't worry about Be it. Be a buddy. man. <laughs> <laughs> Pull yourself together. <laughs> Stop wasting time. Yeah. Why aren't you working? <laughs> Get a job. Yeah. Why uh, do you smell of cabbage? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also quite nice to see, because uh, Curtis says his age as well. Yeah, uh, 32. 32. How did that inform your performance, Curtis? Yeah. Uh, well, it's like... <laughs> It means that, you know, now there's got to be a level of maturity. There's a level of maturity that people didn't realise. That he's inherently lacking. Like, yeah, I mean, the guy's obviously troubled. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a lot of problems. How about you you with the mum? Was there any, like, any sort of, you know, approaches or things you were drawing on with her? I saw you do Irish the first time I ever saw you, actually. Mm. What do you do Irish? When you did your piece, yeah. Yeah. You did a theatre piece where you were an Irish. You were an Irish. Uh, I think that's all in your head. That yeah, she did. She did. I, I know. She. I only thinking about uh, when she did Australian. Oh yeah, she did Australian. They're very similar. Uh, <laughs> similar. They're Australian, Irish. Yeah, Who gives a shit? It's we all so, overseas. We were so <laughs> confident that you could do Irish. Though. Yeah, we. Uh, I think it's no, the it's because I've had, she I'm has, Irish. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, and yeah. I am a sixty-year-old woman on the and, inside. Oh, and right. and the outside. Yeah. 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 I have to. I have to take care of Emma. I'm actually a carer. Yeah. But yeah, was there anything with the character that sort of? Yeah, who, who do you find yourself drawing on for that? I don't know, just, just Irish people in general. How, how, who are you drawing on for Chimp Fan, by the way? Because obviously, like, because initially you were having, you were finding it hard to find her voice. Yeah, well, where was the love. moment where it clicked for you? Because, like, we, we didn't see you at all. Even yeah. advising, you just came in and you started doing it. I just basically locked myself in my room. And just, like, and looked just, at it. Just, no, I was just next to the light switch, turning it off and on, like, <laughs> repeatedly. And then something just clicked. Oh. <laughs> 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 That was prepared. We actually gave yeah. her that. that so. That's yeah. in the script. Yeah. <laughs> this is all scripted. This is all. Yeah. We're all even funny. Even the miscommunication oh, oh, where I thought yeah. you were doing Talking an Irish accent. Yeah. That was that's in the script. Over here, we leave nothing to chance Absolutely. with me and Sam. It's all going to be prepared. Can't run those risks. So charismatic. We can't. Yeah, if we were just doing this naturally, I would end up going. But we're not. So let's go back to. Let's go back to the piece. You'll hear back from us. Um, yeah. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, no, don't worry. Don't get too scared. <laughs> Sam got a little bit ahead of himself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 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 Idiot. <laughs> Show me up. This whole thing. This whole thing we've been building up. <laughs> Our life savings, man. <laughs> we can't edit that out, you know. You've made it a thing now. You've made it a bit. <laughs> we can't cut it now. <laughs> I've become my own worst enemy. <laughs> All right, let's, All right, let's, yeah, let's start this. So we just haven't finished the script. <laughs> We've still been writing it. <clears throat> Curtis is teleported away from his bungalow in Pottington to the Sultan Expressway Medical Ward. Chimp Flam is there to greet him. Oh, oh, God! It's, it's coming now! It's coming now! Happy returns, Traveller! Welcome to the area of my boat, which is a horse betrayal. I need morphine! Get me some effing morphine! <laughs> Indeed, this birth and ritual is painful, but I do not have a MacGuffin as to what that is. Oh, blooming heck! Then how am I supposed to deal with this effing pain? Through my deep dive into the pastimes of human people, I have found that it is not miscommon to think of your child to come. Yeah! I guess, if there's nothing else, I haven't come up with a name for the little squirt yet. Oh, that is most delectable. I think if it's a girl, I might as well call her Thimble Speck. 
and if it's a boy, I've always liked Concordial. What do you think, Chimflam? They mean nothing to me, but I'm certain they're pretty from oh. your place of home. Yes, I, ah, ah, I, I think they are. Oh, oh, oh God, oh God, it's nearly coming. Everyone in the galaxy <coughs> is watching for this momentous occasion, my friend. Funny, I've only just realised. Ah, I'm also probably the first male to give birth as well. Not having bad for one night. Do you mean to say? Oh, oh my every God! Oh, oh God! What, what's the matter? It's just, it's just goo. It's just, it's just effing get chimplam. It could just be happening. Where's my baby chimplam? It's just goo. Nah, it's just stinky, stinky goo. Disgusting goo. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! It's a failure. But, but I thought, I thought I was, I was the chosen one. I thought I would be able to. Oh God, I can't believe this is... Oh, it's shut up! <laughs> this is a situation of your own making. Your crocodile tears will not work on me. You have lied, you have tricked, and your selfish ways have cursed your whole planet. You are not Claire. You are not Claire. No, I'm Curtis. Suddenly you are not Olympic athlete, marine biologist Claire Sippleton. <laughs> Suddenly, now you've had your moment in the sunshine, the truth comes out. You lie here sobbing in your own filth and goo and I have not an ounce of sympathy for you. When I call you Claire, you do not say, why do you call me Claire? When I call you bitch, you act as if that is normal for somebody male to be called that. You have used up the last drop of your precious, precious seed. And now your planet will never excel into the eighth movement of Kestrel and it's because of your crafty deceit on me. We are all gathered here today. Every member of every intelligent species watches this holy birth. And we are disgusted by your rancid display of self-interest. You are a parasite. I do not welcome parasites on my boat. You shall be teleported home. Au revoir. I can't go back to effing Pottington. An arduous circumstance. Ship? Yes, Master? What is our next task on the agenda? Morgoroth 17 needs a new Atlantic charger. That task can be tackled tomorrow. What would you like me to do with the doomed planet? You mean Earth? Yes, Earth. I could use my thermal nuclear rays to melt the planet's core. It would implode in 10.8 seconds, wiping out every last piece of their people, culture, art and history, forever and ever. No. Let's just go home.
And whoopty hey do. That is the end <laughs> of well Bigger Than Fish. Well done, guys. That was well, really nicely well done. Well done, Finch. Very, <laughs> major creds to Finch Boy. The What did we call him in the last pod, guys? Oh, the Red Eminence. <laughs> the Red Eminence. That's right. His hair's not red anymore, guys. They're now linked. Yeah, now, now they're linked up. Yeah. Hey, you guys know what's happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was Bigger Than Fish. Uh, Any um, last passing what thoughts? What did you guys? effing think? Yeah, what did you flipping effing think? What's the first line? This is shit! <laughs> <laughs> what a roller coaster of yeah, emotions. Unbelievable. Yeah. Kind of know. ridiculous, but beautiful in a way. Absolutely. Very beautiful. Tragic and beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Stay with me for a long time. <laughs> Definitely. No, me too, actually, in a lot of ways, because so, I'm going to keep the script. <laughs> <laughs> Max, what does it take to make a good science fiction story? What does it take? You know, I think... What are the ingredients? What are the, <laughs> you know, a good science fiction, science fiction story like this one. Yeah, <laughs> like the, one, the one we wrote in, in six days. Um, How? I, I'd have to say you just got to keep the focus. And it's always got to be people. <laughs> <laughs> just don't focus so much on the science fiction aspects of it. Focus, focus on, on the people. The people Why they're it. there. What where they're, they're going. <laughs> what they want. What they don't want. What they might want. We're going to keep making this joke until people catch on to it and start making it all what the time. What kind of people? um but you know i i think i think to make a good science fiction story i like i think the reason that we like this um is because that actually like it's got a sense of scale and universe to it even though it's kept very tight and kitchen sinky which is what we did on we did that on purpose but it does we we've got all these details and little trinkets about the universe uh, because obviously another source of inspiration was like douglas adams and i think that's like really clear uh but like the way he builds universe is really concise because it's full of this really fun exposition which we tried to emulate here and i think yeah. that's one of the reasons why douglas adams particularly is really unique well, with sci-fi because like, i think inevitably with science fiction you're looking at how small the earth is yeah. and how insignificant all those people mm. are <laughs> <laughs> on that people. earth so so i feel like you can't really write a good personally so. existentialist story without a good so, science fiction story yeah. without involving existentialism absolutely um but then also it's like the ability to just enjoy how fun enjoy, it, and weird it can be you know the, yeah. the great thing about doing this um is especially writing for audio is that we are without limits really except for the people we have in the room and the audio but that you can get any audio so you can do any setting and that's like one of the pleasures and i like as well that we sort of holistically spoke about masculinity yeah yeah definitely but that always comes through yeah. whenever we write because we're such issues, insecure yeah, men yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to as a note to end on uh, anyone listening like if you want to send in scripts actually send them in if you're listening to the podcast um, and we might do them here um, and uh, stay, let us know what you thought let us know what you thought in the comment section if you want to see Curtis <laughs> or, Moon yeah. and Chimp Flam come back because we, we're thinking night. of playing around with sequels as well but uh, next time we do this it'll be a new genre uh, maybe it's we're, be we are pretty in, yeah <laughs> don't say Watch that out. don't put that out there to no, the radio it's going to definitely be arrested <laughs> 100% <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we made a political drama. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, um, everyone. Yeah, thank you very Lots much for love. listening. Lots of love. Yeah, see you again next time.
You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.